and welcome to The Therapist Mindset. I'm your host, Jamie Bonaudo, licensed professional counselor, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, registered yoga instructor, and Reiki master. The Therapist Mindset offers you evidence-based therapies with a spiritual backbone. Through mindfulness, we grow and change. I want to thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me. If you want to continue to support this podcast, please give us a five-star review, a follow, and a share. The more we share, the more people will get to know the therapist mindset. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now let's get started with today's episode. Today, friends, we are talking about how to increase our energy. And I'm talking about our physical energy, our fatigue, how to get past that 3 p.m. slump in the afternoon. And in increasing our energy, in decreasing our tiredness and our fatigue, we increase our energetic vibration. We increase our energy all across the board. So this is a really exciting topic. Did you know that the 3 p.m. slump is really caused by our circadian rhythm? The 3 p.m. slump occurs for most people when they have been awake approximately 10 to 12 hours. So if you work a traditional nine to five job, that usually happens around 3 p.m. or late afternoon. The circadian rhythm is our body's natural clock. The circadian rhythm controls hormones such as cortisol, serotonin, adrenaline, melatonin, and tells us when it's time to wake up and when it's time to go to bed. So for example, when it starts to get dusky out at nighttime, we start producing melatonin. And that's our circadian rhythm telling us it's time to go to sleep. When it's time to wake up, our circadian rhythm dictates or directs our um, hormones like serotonin and adrenaline. It decreases our cortisol, decreases our melatonin, and tells us, hello, wake up call, and has us getting up. So most people set an alarm, but as you know, your body naturally wants to go to sleep and wants to get up at a certain time, whether your alarm is set or not. So our circadian rhythm is kind of the master, the puppet master of all of that. Our circadian rhythm peaks and dips according to our blood glucose levels. So it's really important to be mindful of what we eat. So eating clean with not a lot of processed food and sugars helps our circadian rhythm work in the best possible fashion, the most efficient way. The 3 p.m. slump is really our body telling us that we've been alert too long and it's time to take a breather to bring our bodies back into balance. So I found an article that I really liked. It is uh, published in 2020 by Harvard and it is nine tips to boost your energy naturally. So let's get to it. Here are some ways that according to Harvard, we can boost our natural energy, get an energy boost without any um, substances, without any caffeine, stimulants, things like that. 
number one, and these aren't really in order of most important, but the number one on the list that they have is control stress. Yeah, duh. Everyone knows this, but yet we're all running around like chickens with our head cut off. So control stress. Have you ever heard the term emotionally exhausted? I have, and I use that a lot. People with depression, high anxiety, people who are going through rough times, hardships in life tend to feel exhausted and they're really, even if they're really not doing much. So you might be doing a lot, but even if you're not doing much, you still feel so exhausted, dragging your feet, can't even get out of bed. That's the fatigue caused by stress, cortisol, adrenaline. You get these huge pumps excesses of these hormones, these stress hormones like cortisol, because you're dealing with a hardship or a psychiatric issue like depression or anxiety. And that causes your body to go into overdrive and we can only sustain so much. So when people are going through prolonged period of chronic stress or have a mental health disorder such as anxiety or depression that is chronic and persistent, at some point, our adrenaline just busts. You're in adrenal fatigue. You can no longer like manage like this and you are exhausted all the time. Burnout feels like this too. So controlling stress is one way to prevent emotional exhaustion and burnout. If you're experiencing anxiety or depression, please seek professional help. Remember, podcasts, TikTok are not professional help. YouTube is not professional help. You can call your primary care doctor for a referral. If you have insurance, you can call the number on the back of your card. Most states have a number you can call for free for a resource list. For example, in Connecticut, where I am right now, you can call 211-INFO-LINE. It's a free call and they will give you resources for licensed professionals that could help. So in addition to therapy, accessing your support system. Who can you talk to? Who can you vent to? But who can you just hang out with and laugh? Exercise, meditation, and massage are also great ways to reduce stress. Number two, lighten your load. Burnout and emotional exhaustion come from being overworked. That's a huge factor for fatigue and dips in our energy level. So try to triage your tasks. Can you delegate anything? Can you give more work, more chores to a family member, one of your adolescents perhaps? Could you delegate things at work? You don't have to do it all. And if for some reason you do have to do it all, triage. What are the top three things I need to get done right now? What could sit on the back burner? You have to triage and make your priorities your priorities and put everything else to the side because none of us can do it all. Number three is exercise. I already touched on that a little bit, but it does deserve its own little section here because exercise is so helpful. And there's been numerous, numerous studies on exercise, how it helps improve sleep. It, and sleep helps to restore our cells and um, circulate oxygen through our blood. There's an increase in neurotransmitters such as serotonin and dopamine that have proven to elevate our mood when we exercise. I always call exercise a natural antidepressant. 
So getting exercise is vital. Consult your physician, see what kind of exercise is safe for you to do, but you don't have to go to a CrossFit gym. You could take a walk midday. You could dance in your office. You could even just get up and go downstairs and grab a cup of water. Just get out of your chair. Uh, exercise on a daily basis or however is safe for you according to your physician knowing you well, exercise is vital. Number four, and this might sound like the obvious, but I still need to say it, and clearly Harvard did too, lay off the smoking. Studies show that smoking contributes to insomnia because nicotine is a stimulant. It increases your heart rate, it increases your blood, pr blood pressure, increases and stimulates your brainwave activities, making it harder to fall asleep. And from a former smoker, I know how difficult it is to lay off the nicotine, especially when you're winding down. People say smoking relaxes them. And that may be true. I, of course, thought that was true also. But physiologically, what's happening internally is your nervous system isn't relaxed. So you might have the habit of relaxing with a cigarette or a vape or whatever you're smoking. But that is not, nicotine at least, is not relaxing your heart rate, not relaxing your blood pressure or brainwave activity, making it conducive and ideal for sleep. And sleep is so important, which leads us to number five, sleep. We have to get adequate sleep. So not everybody needs a, eight hours a day. Some people need a different amount. It's individual to your body, but on average, humans need about five to seven hours. That is what my sleep specialist told me. That's what I'm telling you. I didn't make it up. I was told that by my physician. So everyone's different, but on average, five to seven hours of uninterrupted sleep. So if you have trouble falling asleep, it's going to be important to avoid naps during the day. I love a daytime nap. But avoiding naps during the day. So even if you only got four hours of sleep, trying to stay awake all day, no napping is going to be vital to help you fall asleep. The other thing that I was advised by my sleep specialist is go to sleep a little later. So I'm so exhausted by 8, 9 p.m. But if I can push it till 10 o'clock, then I tend to sleep for more hours consistently and not wake up in the middle of the night like I used to. Of course, once you get your anxiety down, once you get your stress level in check, you're less likely to wake up in the middle of the night. When I was going through a hardship and I was depressed and anxious, I would faithfully wake up at 2, 3 a.m. and not be able to fall back to sleep for an hour or so. But now, once my stress was regulated, I got rid of things that were contributing to my stress, anxiety, and depression, my sleep greatly improved. So again, managing the stress is really vital. Number six, eat for energy, not for comfort. So many of us eat comfort foods. We eat when we're happy and celebrating. We eat when we're sad. We eat all the time. So eating for energy is really important. So that means whole grains, high fiber, fresh veggies, nuts, things that have a low glycemic index, meaning they absorb more slowly 
avoiding that crash in your energy level. So that's clean foods, not processed foods. I have an acronym that I like to tell people about if they are emotional eaters. So a lot of people that I see are emotional eaters. They eat for comfort. And I tell them, when you are thinking about eating or you're going to get up and get something to eat, halt. Like physically put your hand up in a stop gesture and say halt and ask yourself this. The halt is an acronym for am I hungry? Am I angry? And with angry, you can also substitute sad. So am I angry or sad? Am I lonely? And am I tired? If you're any of those except for hungry, then go do something else. If you're legitimately hungry, by all means eat. But if you're angry, sad, lonely, or tired, you can use another coping strategy other than food to cope. Number seven, use your caffeine wisely. So many of us love coffee. We love to have a cup in the morning, but just be mindful of your body and how it impacts you. Coffee can certainly keep you focused and alert, but you want to know your body. So know if you have a coffee later in the day or in the late afternoon, do you have insomnia? Is it harder to fall asleep? If so, you might want to put a a limit on the time that you have coffee later in the day. But everyone's different, so you have to make this individual for you. Number eight, alcohol. Avoid daytime drinking. You know, that's more difficult in the summer when people have less work, they're on vacations, and it's fine. Drink in moderation if you're going to drink. But again, know your body. Daytime drinking leads to feeling fatigued and wanting to go to sleep. So if you're going to have a happy hour cocktail, make sure that you just don't have anything else to do that evening where you need to be alert and awake. So if you're going to drink, drink in moderation and at times where you don't have anything else to do that you have to be alert and have a high energy level for. And number nine, probably the most important, other maybe equal to sleep, but water, water, water. We need water. We need hydration. When we begin to feel fatigued, that's one of the first signs of dehydration. So when you feel fatigued, go get a glass of water. That might just put a pep in the step. And we, we drink, I drink a lot, but I'm always thirsty. I'm parched all the time. Experts say that if you're thirsty, then you already are getting dehydrated. We're supposed to drink enough where we don't feel thirsty. That has never existed for me, but that's a little physiological clue or sign that if you're thirsty all the time, drink more water. Water is so vital, so important. So if you feel fatigued, try drinking a glass of cold water. That might just be the remedy you need. I would love if you guys would join me in this guided breathwork meditation. It's brief and it is designed specifically to get you out of that 3 p.m. slump. So join me. Let's go. Friends, I'm so glad to have you here for this guided breathwork session. We're going to get some energy. We're going to get energized, get ourselves out of this midday slump. I encourage you to stand up if you can. 
if you are in a position in a cubicle um, where you feel like you can't stand up or if you physically don't want to stand up, that's fine. Remain seated, but make sure your back is upright and firm. And for everyone else, if you can, I strongly encourage you to stand up. Stand up and let's get energized. All right, the first thing we are going to do after you stand up is give our bodies a little shake. Yes, you heard me. See what your body wants to do. Shake out your legs, shake out your arms. When I shake, I always think of my pets, you know, dogs in particular, my dog always shaking. There's a reason animals do that. They physically shake the stress off. They shake the tension off. So let's get going. Shake a shake a shake a. Let's get shaking. Just listen to your body. See what, what, what your body wants to do. You might want to sway your hips. You've been sitting all day. You might want to shake out your legs, your arms. All right, my Shakiras, let's do it. So after you got a good shake, we are going to do a nice energizing breath for this brief session. That's a halo active breath. It's the forceful inhale through the nose and forceful exhale through the mouth like this. There you go, beautiful. Let's get it circulating. If it's too much while you're standing, just bring it down a notch, listen to your body, and do what feels good for you. We're gonna continue to circulate that halo active breath, that energizing breath. Just continuing to circulate that through your body. I invite you to sway back and forth, whatever you feel called to do. Just move your body lightly in any way that feels good to you as we get that breath circulating. I want you to imagine this ball of energy. It might be yellow or gold, any color that you feel called to imagine. And just imagine it starting at the top of your head, swirling through your heart space, around your hips, and down your legs. Giving your body energy, have the energy coming through you, around you, and back out. Imagine that tiredness, that fatigue, just leaving your body with that great big ball of light. And continue to circulate that breath. Beautiful. Keep going, keep breathing. You're doing great. I invite you to imagine something that just lights you up, something that brings you joy, helps you feel passionate and just set your soul on fire. Could be something like a hobby, like running, toy cars, trains, yoga, 
anything that you want. The first thing that comes to your mind, that's your thing. Imagine yourself doing it. Keep breathing. Imagine yourself doing the thing, dancing in your kitchen, belting out your favorite 80s tune. Bring that energy into your body and keep breathing. Beautiful. You're doing so good. Keep imagining you doing the thing. You're full of energy, full of life. Keep breathing deeply and completely with those energizing inhales and forceful outhales. Great. I love it. Do you feel good? You feel more energy than you had before, right? It's beautiful. Good. We're going to start winding down that halo active breath. And I want you just to allow your breath to return to its natural rate and rhythm for a second. You might be swaying back and forth. You might want to give yourself a little shake again. I want you to inhale. We're going to take some deep and complete inhalations through our nose, and then we're going to sigh them out. And I want any sound that comes to you to just sigh it out. No judgment. Nobody's watching. Nobody's listening. Whatever sound wants to come out, that deep belly noise, let it out. Ready? We're going to do a few of these together. Inhaling through the nose and exhaling, sigh it out. Here we go. That felt good. You can do two more if you want or as many as you feel needed to go. Let's go as many as you need. I feel like I got one more in me releasing this tension just feels so good. Beautiful. Those inhalations, cleansing and bringing in clean energy, circulating through your lungs, through your body, and we're exhaling, forcefully letting go anything that no longer serves us. I love those inhales and just that energizing quality of a sigh. I invite you to open your arms big, wide, take in all that life has to offer and allow yourself to breathe deeply and completely. You might want to twist with your arms open like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm here. (sighs) And just wind it down. Begin to slow a little bit, a little slow and sassy sway. And then allow yourself to sit back in your chair or just still in mountain pose. That's your feet about a fist distance apart. Your arms down by your sides. 
palms facing outward, receiving all the love, all the universe has for us to receive. And let's give me three deep inhalations and exhalations to close our practice. Inhaling through the nose and exhaling anything that no longer serves us. Inhaling clean, energizing inhales, exhaling anything that no longer serves you. One more, my friends. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you all so much. Thank you for being here with me today. Remember, if you want to support this podcast, continue to give us five-star reviews, five stars, sorry, a review, a follow, and a share. Share, 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 share. The more you share, the more people will see this podcast pop up in their algorithm. So sharing is so important, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have any questions or ideas for podcasts you want to hear in the future, please email me, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Namaste.